Inadequate water supplies and sanitation in big cities pose some of the biggest threats to health, according to scientists from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Guy Collander has just returned from the annual World Water Week conference in Stockholm. I asked him why he thought big cities were to blame. Urbanisation is one of the most unstoppable demographic changes in the world today, and its impact upon sanitation is severe. Quite simply, sanitation coverage cannot keep up with growing cities in developing countries. So basically, you're saying that urbanisation is the big problem. It's one of the big problems, and the problem that was. Focused on at the conference, in particular, now 800 million people worldwide in urban areas lack access to sanitation, and that has a huge impact on health. Now, can you tell me a bit about Share, which you're now a leading member of? Share is a research consortium. It stands for Sanitation and Hygiene Applied Research for Equity. It's、uh, funded by the Department for International Development. The lead partner is the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. And what we are doing is looking at neglected areas in sanitation and hygiene, and generating rigorous and relevant research to improve policymaking. The situation today: there is a real crisis. 2.6 billion people worldwide lack access to a toilet, and 2.4 million deaths. Could be prevented every year if people had a toilet, practiced good hygiene, and also had safe drinking water. Can you tell me about your urban sanitation symposium at the water event in Stockholm? Yes, we held a session on urban sanitation to explore some of the challenges and also the solutions. Because the problem in urban areas is that this high density leads to higher fecal contamination, and there are problems with contracting diarrhoea and other diseases. And additionally, you have all the problems of sludge management. What do you do with the waste? Lack of land tenure in slums. If people don't own properties, they're very reluctant to invest in in toilets and so on. And the inadequate response of municipal authorities. So those are exacerbated when compared with the rural areas. Well, those are the challenges. Now you're hopped back from Stockholm. What were the answers and solutions? Yes, there were various speakers at our event, including Sheila Patel, chair of、uh, Shack Slum Dwellers International, one of our partners within Share, and she emphasised that shanty towns, slums, shouldn't be seen as a, a sea of dilapidated roofs. We should be working with these communities, recognising that they are neighbourhoods and they are able to come up with their own solutions, and we need to、uh, work with these groups. Mobilise communities to demand resources and facilities from municipalities. Now, de- demanding is one thing, but getting is another.、Um, what are the sort of small practical steps that ordinary people can take to actually get decent sanitation? Yes, well, Sheila Patel spoke about her work in Mumbai,、um, lobbying and then maintaining com- community toilet blocks and the success. That this has generated in in certain slums, particularly when there's a sense of ownership by the community,、um, they are well maintained, well cleaned, and、uh, it becomes a site for community cohesion. Caretakers are employed, a, a family is employed to look after the toilet,、uh, paid by the local community. Then also,、uh, it can be a place to 
bring people to for uh, schooling and other things. Sometimes schools are built on top of community toilet blocks and so on. So you're saying that good sanitation can help the cohesion of the community? Yes, exactly. It can be more than just a place to go to the toilet. How successful is that sort of thing internationally? You mentioned about this particular instance. Yes, so there's work going on in Mumbai. We also heard at our session about work in Namibia, uh, carried out by Dr. Diana Mitlin of the International Institute for Environment and Development, another of our partners. And they have been working on community-to-community exchanges, sharing information about community toilet blocks and so on. What they found was that community-built blocks uh, have a much greater success rate than municipal built blocks because there is that sense of ownership and also the smaller the group managing the toilet the better yet again coming back to that that sense of ownership and participation in the process and decision making now i know one of the other topics you addressed in stockholm was microfinance what exactly is that and how does it apply to your improvement of sanitation Yes, well, microfinance is a way of lending uh, small businesses and families money, and it's particularly interesting in the sanitation sphere, as there are small businesses such as pit emptiers who require finance to start their businesses. So in Tanzania, for example, uh, there are a number of businesses using the gulper, which is a, a type of pump, Um, designed by Stephen Sugden, also from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, and that is then used in slum areas to remove waste from these pits. But obviously an initial investment has to go into buying the pump, buying a tricycle to transport the sludge, and so microfinance is a way of generating that money for these businesses. And you said that individual families could benefit as well. What, What could they do? Yes, in India, individual families are acquiring toilet loans, for example, from an organisation called Finnish. 132,000 toilet loans have been made. Then they can construct their own toilet, use it, and benefit from all the the health benefits that that entails. Now, if you were to sum up in, in just a few words, what is the hope and what are the best ways of improving urban sanitation, what would those few words be? I think three points came out very clearly from the conference. First of all, community mobilisation, involving poor people in decision-making as they are the best at coming up with affordable and appropriate solutions. Secondly, there was a real emphasis on urban planning. Slums have been neglected. There's no infrastructure in those areas. We're talking about water, sewage, uh, electricity as well. Urban planners need to uh, accommodate these large slum areas in ways that they haven't in the past. There has been a tendency to try and reverse urbanisation. This is a reality that is occurring increasingly rapidly, especially looking towards the future. So urban planners need to account for that and respond. And lastly, there are very exciting online tools being generated to hold governments and authorities to account. And some of these were demonstrated at Stockholm. Something called washwatch.org, which is a way of holding governments to account for promises they have made on sanitation spending. And uh, also something very interesting in Kenya called Maji Data, Maji being Swahili for water. And it's a way of plotting where 
toilets and water points are in urban slums. And once people can see that, they can see where the problems are, they can demand change and have an impact. That was Guy Collander from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. For Audio News, I'm Peter Goodwin.